Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast exists to equip present-centered Christian communities to worship and pray night and day. So this is aimed at worshipers and intercessors and leaders who are part of houses of prayer, burn 24-7, furnaces, praying churches. This is for you to help you. And if you're a part of a community like that, I'd encourage you to share this podcast or this episode with your community because if it's helpful to you, then it'll probably be helpful for them too and it will help strengthen the prayer movement. Anything you can do to like, to share, to review, to comment, all of those things are going to just put the podcast out there in front of more people. So thank you so much for supporting us and tuning in and sharing. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. And check out previous episodes at our website at podcast.presencepioneers.org. Great. Well, let's dive into today's episode. We're going to be talking about the restoration of the Tabernacle of David. This is one of my favorite topics for anyone who knows me, knows that that is the case. And this is just going to be a flyby short overview on this subject. I have a more extensive teaching series that you can download off of my personal website, which is presencepioneer.com. But I want to talk about the Tabernacle of David, and we're going to fly through a number of verses, and I'm going to give you some practicals at the end on how to engage with what God's doing in terms of the Tabernacle of David, something you can apply to your life uh, starting immediately. So the main verse that a lot of people look to when they think about the Tabernacle of David is Amos 9.11, which says, On that day I will raise up the Tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old. So this is a promise of the restoration of the Tabernacle of David that's quoted again in Acts chapter 15. The wording shifts a little bit in Acts 15. But it's brought into the New Testament that God's going to restore the Tabernacle of David. A lot of people don't even know what the Tabernacle of David was historically. Better yet, what it's going to be when God restores it. A lot of people, Christians who have grown up in church, may have heard of the Tabernacle of Moses. They may have heard of the Temple of Solomon. But fewer people are familiar with the Tabernacle of David, although God is highlighting this topic especially within the spread of the day and night worship and prayer movement all over the the earth. So I'm going to look back. First of all, what was the tabernacle of David? Because it was a historic thing. When God said he's going to restore it, it used to be something. So this was something that happened in Israel when David was king. When David became king of Israel, he took the Ark of the Covenant, which was where God's presence was manifested at the time, And he brought it into Jerusalem, up Mount Zion, established the capital there. And he had set up a tent. He put the ark in the tent and he funded musicians and singers who were Levites to stand before God and minister to God with prophetic worship day and night for 33 years. 24-7 worship under a tent day and night for 33 years. There were over 4,000 musicians and hundreds of singers 
who were involved in the Tabernacle of David. It was an amazing undertaking and an amazing effort of David to put all that into simply praising the Lord. Now, one of the cool things about the Tabernacle of David was that God's manifest presence was right there in the tent. So it was unveiled in the Tabernacle of Moses and in the temple. There were separations and different rooms and only certain people could go into the holiest of holies, which is where the ark was and the manifest presence of God was. But as far as we can tell, David, it just says he just set up a tent and he put the ark in it and it says they were before the Lord. They were right before the presence of God. So there was access to God's presence, which was unheard of. And the other thing that was wild and unusual about David's tabernacle is that the primary sacrifices that they offered to the Lord were actually praise. It wasn't animal sacrifices and it wasn't based on the Mosaic law and the Levitical covenant, but it was offering worship and praise, sacrifices of love and devotion and worship directly to God. And this was a brand new idea that David realized that what God truly wanted was a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of our hearts and our love to him. So you you can read and study more in depth about David's tabernacle in 1 Chronicles. And I'm going to just throw out a couple of verses, but you're going to want to probably take some time and look into this more. But in chapter 9, verse 33, it says there were singers of the house of the Levites who were free from other duties and they were employed in their work day and night. So this is speaking of those that, that David got to be a part of the tabernacle. And then in chapter 16, it, uh, it's, this is after David has brought the ark into Jerusalem. It says they brought the ark of God, set it in the midst of the tabernacle. David had erected for it. And then they had some celebrations. And it says, verse 4, He appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. And then it describes some of the different names of some of the leaders who were involved in those sacrifices. At the end of this chapter, 1 Chronicles 16, it says, He left Asaph and his brothers there before the ark of the Lord to minister before the ark regularly as every day's work required. And that word regularly means nonstop. It means continuously. And so there was this tent set up and these Levites were put in place to minister before God's presence day and night. This was the high point of Israel's history. David's reign was the epitome of Israel's history. There was victory in battle, unity among the tribes, and justice in the land. You can go, I'm going to put my notes in the show notes on our website at presencepioneers.org so you guys can go and look up all these scripture references because I've got a list of a bunch of them. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read them all, but I'm just giving you a flyby of what was happening in the tabernacle of David. So there was day and night worship and prayer, the tangible presence of God, and the fruit of that was victory and justice and unity. Now, when you begin to talk about the restoration of the tabernacle of David, here's what you need to understand. This is crucial. David was a man after God's own heart, and he points to Jesus Christ. So David's kingdom points to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. So when we look at David, we learn 
in a, in a faint way, we learn about Jesus. It points to Christ, and there's some parallels there. When we look at David's kingdom and the way he ruled Israel, we look at Jesus and we understand how he is ruling the church and ultimately how he's going to rule the nations. So what David began to institute on a limited scale in Israel, day and night worship and prayer that brought God's kingdom, the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy began to manifest in that region as he established the presence of God there. David is now doing, I mean, excuse me, Jesus is now doing what David did, but on a global scale, on a worldwide scale. Jesus is restoring the tabernacle of David. He's restoring the presence of God. So four things that are being restored. When it says the restoration of the tabernacle of David, it's multifaceted. And here are some of the things that are being restored. Number one, God is restoring people to himself. So in Acts chapter 15, when the apostle James quotes Amos 9.11 about the restoration of the tabernacle of David, here's what it says. Acts 15, 16 through 17. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. There's the key verse. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does these things. So he says he's going to restore it, but then he says very clearly why. So that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. So what God is doing is he's restoring mankind to himself. He's restoring right relationship between himself. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. In humanity, the tabernacle of David, the restoration of the tabernacle of David is ultimately about you and I and it, the nations coming back to right relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by His blood, by faith in Him. We are restored and reconciled to God. That's amazing. Praise God. That's the gospel. <clears throat> so the tabernacle of David, the things that God's restoring are unto a massive harvest it, that all mankind may seek the Lord. So what God's doing in restoring the tabernacle of David is connected to harvest, 
connected to salvation. It's connected to the nations. So he's restoring people to himself. Number two, he's restoring people into their roles as priests and kings. First Peter chapter two says that we are a royal priesthood and that we are offering spiritual sacrifices unto God. And it even says that we are to praise the Lord there. So this is what David tapped into. We don't have a lot of time to get into, but David was a priest and king. Jesus is a a priest and a king. And God calls us a royal priesthood is where we are to be priests and kings unto God forever. It says in Revelation 1.6 and Revelation 5.10 that we will be ministering to the Lord. And then from that place of ministry to the Lord, we'll be stewarding the earth and ruling and reigning with Christ forever and ever. And we actually are entering into that now. And so the restoration of the tabernacle of David is about God's priests, God's people coming back into our place, our original purpose to minister to God and to steward the earth as a place of God's presence and glory and to bring heaven to earth as a royal priesthood. Isn't that amazing? So number two, God's restoring people to their roles as priests and kings. Number three, he's restoring heaven to earth so that his presence and kingdom will ultimately be fully manifested. Of course, Jesus said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And maybe in future episodes, I can go back and show you the parallels between David's tabernacle and the heavenly throne room of worship because David was manifesting heavenly worship on the earth. And God is doing that all around the world because in heaven there's day and night worship and now the earth is beginning to be filled with day and night worship. So heaven is coming to earth and it's breaking out now. The kingdom of God is here now, but it's also coming. When Jesus returns, it will be here in fullness. So he's restoring heaven to earth. So number one, he's restoring people to himself. Number two, he's restoring people as priest and kings. Number three, he's restoring heaven to earth. And number four, he's restoring day and night musical praise and intercessory worship. So the way David did praise and worship is coming back to the earth, coming back to the church. And it actually has been. It was throughout Israel's history. When Israel returned to God, they would start doing worship the way David did it again. And the New Testament tells us sing Psalms hymns, spiritual songs. It says to offer God a sacrifice of praise. And so there's a global day and night worship and prayer movement filling the earth. It's crescendoing towards the return of Jesus. And and that's part of this restoration of the tabernacle of David is the restoration of Davidic worship, what I call Davidic worship, which is musical praise and intercessory worship. All It's all together. So those are the things God's restoring in this restoration. So it's multifaceted. It's not just day and night prayer. It's it's restored relationship. It's a harvest of the nations. It's people coming into their role again as priests and kings. It's heaven coming to earth. And it is learning to praise the Lord and, and minister to him day and night as well. So how do we engage in this restoration? So God's doing this epic thing in the earth. Through Jesus Christ, he's restoring the tabernacle of David. What happened in Israel is happening now all over the world. So what do we do? How do we engage with this? Three things here. Number one, prioritize God's presence in your lives, in your in churches, and in your cities. 
So the previous episode was about the priority of God's presence. So we need to, as individuals, if you're a leader, as leaders, if you lead a family, if you're a parent, then for your parents, if, if you have friends, we need to invite the presence of God into our lives and make that central. Uh, as Christians, it's very easy to get busy uh, with activity and even church activity and ministry busyness and the administration of things and the organization of things and the attendance of events. And, and if we're not careful, we actually take God himself and put him off to the side so that we can be busy with all of our activity. But the restoration of the tabernacle of David is taking the presence of God, the person of God himself, Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God's presence and making it central again. So we cooperate with what Jesus is doing in this restoration when we make God himself central in our lives. Number two, support and participate in initiatives to establish day and night worship and prayer. So all over the world, there's ministries popping up that are pursuing worship the way it happened in David's tabernacle. Support these. Jump in with these ministries. You can go through the burn 24-7. We have a few hundred furnaces all over the world. We have 75 plus in the United States right now. We're, we're probably close to you. There's a group that's pursuing day and night worship and prayer. There's houses of prayer all over the world that are popping up that are going after this. Send money to people that are doing this, to the ministries that are doing this. You can support Presence Pioneers. You can give on our website to support us that way. Or maybe you need to launch something. Maybe God's called you to be a Presence Pioneer and to lead something. And we've also got resources on our website to help you in that. But the point is, support these ministries. Jump into these ministries, whether it's your participation or your finances or both, so that you're in agreement with what God's doing as he's raising up Davidic worship all over the earth. Number three, serve global missions. So again, the, the, the point of the restoration is that all mankind may seek the Lord. So engage with what God's doing, not just in your city or in your family or in your church, but in the nations of the earth. So three, three ways you can do that. Pray, give, or go. Simple. Either give money to the nations or, or go to the nations or be praying for the people that are going. Uh, and in fact, it'd be great if you could do all three of those. So again, three practical ways to engage in this restoration. I know I'm breezing through a bunch of things here, but I'm giving you a flyby of the Tabernacle of David, and I want to give you three practical things. Number one, prioritize God's presence. Number two, support day and night worship and prayer. Number three, engaging global missions. If you take those three things and apply them to your life in some way, at whatever capacity you can, then you're going to find yourself caught up in this restoration of the tabernacle of David. And it is amazing to be a part of what God is doing. I'm going to pray for you. God, thank you that you have caught us up into your story of restoring heaven to earth, of restoring uh your people to yourself and seeing your kingdom go to the ends of the earth and your presence go to the ends of the earth. God, I pray for every person that hears this podcast, that they would, they would be drawn to you, that you would speak to them and give them insight and wisdom and discernment on what you have called them to do when it comes to the restoration of the tabernacle of David. God, I pray that this would be revelatory 
and this would put a light in people's hearts uh, for what you're doing and that your kingdom would come, that all mankind may seek the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy it, again, please consider sharing it. And as always, you can subscribe and find all the previous episodes, as well as the notes, the PDF notes from this episode at our website at presencepioneers.org. Thanks. God bless.